Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Uh, there might be some breaking news that's bizarre. Uh, Black just, we're trying to figure out, is this real? Pete Thamel is saying that Ohio State is, well, all right. Pete Thamel is saying Ohio State is expected to target UCLA coach Chip Kelly as the next OC. Has Chip Kelly been fired by UCLA? Chip Kelly hasn't been fired, right? No, he's there. They're joining the same conference. <laughs> Wait, Yurko, help us out with this. Is this the it, same Chip Kelly? Is yeah, there maybe a different yes. Chip Kelly? How it's, is the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State better than being the head coach at UCLA? I don't think it is. I would assume it's a lot more money because UCLA was kind of desperate for money. And that's Over a, big a head coach? Why they joined who, the Big Ten. Who, who's the Boston College coach that just left to take a coordinator job? Didn't BC's coach leave to take yes. a coordinator job? Yeah, but in the NFL. He took job. a coordinator job in the NFL. He took a coordinator job in the NFL. Even for Green that, Bay, though, defensive like you're, coordinator. You're giving up a head coach position at Boston College to be a DC in the NFL. Is it that team? Is wow. it some of these coaches, are they... Do they not want to deal with the portal in the NIL? I, th- I think that's a little piece of it, yes. Um, you also got to recruit. You got to kiss players' asses in college now. Chip was never a big recruiter either. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get going to the NFL, the, but to be a DC from been, being a head coach at a place been, like Boston. He'd now. been connected to a lot of NFL OC openings, too. So I think he was probably looking for. Looking to maybe get out of the head coaching title, but it is still weird that you go from a, you go from UCLA to Ohio State. So listen, if a guy's going from the college to the pros, I get it. No matter what you're doing, you think so? I can get that because okay. you're changing your lifestyle there. Do you think he's making more money? You're not doing it. You get to go to the NFL. People are professionals. They're getting paid. Everybody's getting. Is paid. he probably making more money as a DC in the NFL than he was as the head coach at Boston College? Probably not. Probably not. Probably okay. not. I wouldn't say he's getting more money at all. Okay. And um, I don't know. Maybe Chip Kelly's at UCLA and realizes what they have and what they don't have. Chip Kelly was making about $6 million a year? There's no way the offensive coordinator at Ohio State is making $6 million a year. I guarantee he's not. What? If they're making $1.2 million, I'd be a little bit surprised. It's got to have something to do with just like certain coaches are going to get to a point where they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with NIL. Right? I mean, what is the other explanation? Well, but he's I, still dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Coordinator. But he's the coordinator, though. It's not. Well, he may not be making the ultimate decision, but he's still in college it, football. It's not incumbent upon him to like he's get still out and hit the be pavement res- to re- well, recruit. Still, and- it's still responsible now as a coordinator more than it was as a head coach. As a head coach, there's limitations on what you can and can't do. I think Brian Hartline is considered the second voice in the recruiting room. For Ohio State, for Ohio that's how they're State. able to land all those receivers. So I, I, I would guess that it's it's one of those things where Chip probably doesn't have to be a huge recruiting presence. Waddle says, um, Waddle says he's texting me. He said the BC job isn't a great job. They don't spend money on anything. I hope he doesn't mind me reading that. It's his alma mater. Sorry, Tommy. If you know. <laughs> I just, well, I mean, he sent it to you. <laughs> he sent it to me. Did he put it? It's private. No, he don't, did not. Don't he talk said about BC it. job isn't a great job. And I, and I didn't mean to insinuate it was, but like. 
It's still Boston College and the ACC. I think and, what we're like, trying to but figure he says out. They just don't spend money. And O'Brien's to, from there, so Bill O'Brien's probably going to go. Take I think that what shot. we're starting to figure out is you uh, is if you're not going to be in one of these three, four conferences that get all the attention at the end of the day. But UCLA's going to the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, UCLA's moving to the Big Ten I, next I, year. I, I, I think I got you, but they can't whittle your statement down to if you're not one of the. Okay, Four or five yeah. big schools, right? Then you really don't matter in college football. Thank you. You know, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan just lost their guy. Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. I mean, I don't even know about Clemson anymore because well, he doesn't want to get into the whole NIL thing. So I mean, like, and he's not even playing. Maybe in the LSU transfer portal. So maybe it's unless you're one of these top schools, like UCLA, never really has a fight. That's they can true. maybe make the playoff, but they're never going to win a national title. That's true. Doesn't that, like, if that's true, then doesn't that defeat the point of the 12-team playoff if we think there's only five or six teams that can ever win it uh, every this year? Is, this is developing. This is an ongoing developing situation. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, well, it, that's the it, direction it, we're it, heading. It doesn't defeat. So, I mean, like, there are things passing in the night is what you're trying to say. Right, you can right, have a direction, right, right. and you can have the demand, and you can have the want, and then all of a sudden the colleges suggest something, and now what the people want, they want to see, and they want to uh, quit, want to see guys getting screwed over, and teams getting screwed over, like Florida State obviously got screwed over this year, uh, being yes. undefeated. Uh, yes, uh, well, I, 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 and Georgia got screwed over this year. No, you yeah. can't point to a bowl game. They should have won the they SEC. They lost though. all their guys, Carm. No, no, you no, can't no, no. Say I'm no, not pointing to the bowl game. Okay. Stop it. No, 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 no. They got screwed I'm over. I'm not pointing period. to that. I'm not pointing Georgia to that. Georgia got screwed Georgia over. Georgia got screwed over. Okay, I'm going to put both. They should have won yeah. the SEC. If then. we're going up, if we're going up there, right, we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about the teams that got screwed over. There's they did. No, like, there's no, Charlie, but there's no way that Georgia isn't one of the four best teams in the country. I guess there's no, there's no way under, there just isn't. Why have a regular season then? Because well, that's but, how you generate the revenue. But like, but haven't you figured this out? What do you think? Yeah, they're just, yeah, do you think they're just coming in in the eleventh hour and they're going to play three games and call it a college football season? And what do you mean? Why have the regular season? Th- there's, there's just no way that if you really want to take the four best teams, that Georgia wasn't one of them. Like we talked about it with Furman, every book in the country would have listed Georgia as a favorite on a neutral field against. Any team in America. Florida State got screwed. You can say Georgia got screwed. I agree with you. You just I need know, to agree I know, with the I fact know. Florida State got screwed, too. It was a, they it were was a lousy thing that happened. They I know. You're Boise right. They were Boise State, guys. They were, it was a lousy they, it thing that happened. It was the University of Montana. They got screwed over. It's Florida they, State. They've won national I, championships. I guess they did. You're right. It was a, it was a lousy thing that All happened. Right. You're they right. They got screwed. So the question was, why did they increase? They're increasing. Because right. they want to make it well fair. Well, and well, let's face it, they want to make yeah, it fair. They I, want more revenue. I, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, the revenue that streams it's just for money. Well, it's always, but everything's for money. What do you think you're doing here? What are you doing here today, well, Charlie? Uh, obviously, Charlie, I understand what are you doing that. today? You're here. Charlie's Why? here for the love of the I'm game. You're here for the money. Charlie's here for the love of the game. He's here for Luminati. <laughs> yeah, the free pizza. No. I'm, here for the money. <laughs> I'm here for the money, baby. We're here. Charlie. We're all here for the dash to the cage. We know what we're doing here. Chris also touched on something interesting, like. The power schools that we think of. Harbaugh just left Michigan. Saban just retired. Debo's not doing the same stuff. Dabo, excuse me, is not doing the same stuff right. at Clemson. He doesn't want to do NIL. Right. right, he doesn't want to. Is it the transfer portal he's ignored or the NIL or both? So, uh, my, both. He, he doesn't like, want to deal with either. He doesn't want to deal with either. He's losing his grip. 
so what are like Georgia? I'd say LSU right now. Okay, so I, I'd say to Chris here when he said it's going down Ohio four State. five. It's not though because if it's going to be twelve schools in this thing, it's going to be the twelve schools. They can find a way to make it into the playoffs. Notre Dame. Penn State being one of those. Oh, yeah. I, they, I guess. Oh, yeah. Small game James Franklin. Yeah, I mean, James Franklin can't win a big game I, of his life. York, I'm just I'm stunned that a team in a, in a school that's heading to the Big Ten, yeah. that you're leaving. Like, I would understand if UCLA, if UCLA was in the position that Washington State and Oregon State are in, where they were left, left out. out of all of the conference realignment, then I would say, okay, Chip wants to get to a place that's actually going to be included. Yeah. He's at a place that's going to be included. In fact, they're one of the places that set off all the dominoes yes. to put right. college football into this situation. Yeah, they're uh, in the Big Ten now. Well, but when's the last time UCLA was actually a player in anything? Not well, basketball. Ba- not not basketball. basketball. No, they, you're right. And I think that was Yeah, Christian. when are they a player in football? They're not a player in football. They're good, but they, they're not they like national the Big Ten. Good. They yeah. become Iowa in the Big Ten. You know, they more exciting. Minnesota, <laughs> only with a different color uniform yeah. that we've never seen in the Big Ten before. Only more exciting That's than what Iowa. That's the UCLA is coming to the Big Ten, Big Ten because they draw the L.A. market. Yeah. This is all television. It's all about money. But my point is the talent pool that's out there can't be supported by simply four schools. There's too much talent coming out of high school, too much talent that's being rearranged in the whole uh, NIL and the free transfers, and guys can go wherever the hell they want. There's too much talent there. Guys don't want to sit. Guys want to play. So you're not going to have the collection of talent the way Alabama used to have it, the way Georgia used to have it. You go to Georgia, you're not playing. You've seen it with the quarterbacks first. You have. That's where it's the most apparent. But now you're seeing it everywhere with a thousand players jumping in the NIL. The trenches too, especially that, that one, one, of, one of my yeah. big theories as to why Bama and Georgia, and Georgia, I guess to a lesser degree, but Bama specifically hasn't been as dominant the last few years is you look at a, a program like A and M where they signed the best recruiting class of all time just because of their NIL money. Those guys would have gone to Alabama. Now they went to a bad situation with Jimbo, yeah. but like if Bama had those guys that. Jimbo ended up getting. Yeah, that they could probably be. would have won a national championship. Right. That could be. Here's my other point. To that. Well, we got a little bit of time. Te- I would do it, Texas. I put in the sure. players because of the NIL money they have at their disposal. Right. Too. I, I, I would agree with you. At the quarterback position, you've seen guys transfer a lot. You've seen Tua and Jalen Hurts both get drafted from the same team. Yes. Right? You've seen running backs. Oh yeah, Ricky uh, Ricky Williams, and it was Priest Holmes, and then it was uh, the kid that went to Atlanta. And also our guy that we got here, Roscoe Johnson. What's Bijan. his name? Bijan. Roshan Johnson and Roshan Johnson. That doesn't happen at the defensive or offensive line positions. The backup to a stud right. is not getting drafted. That's why those guys at a young age when they realize they're not going to play, they got to get the hell out and they got to go find some playing time. So I think the disbursement of the O-line like, to support what Charlie had said earlier the disbursement of O line and D line talent, talent will go elsewhere. They realize we can't sit forever. At some point, we got to get on the field and we've got to develop and play. It's pretty wild if this happens, and who knows? I mean, like Thamel's just saying that they're targeting him, right, Chris? Is that? I think that's like the yeah. Woj um, yeah. draft thing where they're you targeting can't, Chip Kelly. You I mean, can't say they are hiring, but oh, it's like they're it's not official. It it's what all the college reporters are suggesting is going to happen. Wow. So it hasn't yet, and maybe Chip Kelly doesn't, but it sounds like they're all hinting and intimating that Chip Kelly's going to leave UCLA to be the OC at 
Ohio State now that O'Brien is going to take the BC job. And this year and next, if I was looking at it right, this year and next, I think Kelly was slated to make like $6.2 million as the head coach at UCLA. And there's no way we wouldn't imagine that he's getting paid that to be the OC at Ohio State. It's interesting. If you want to join the football conversation, whether it's college or pro, you can ring us up at 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeBalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. McKnight at the movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago. We'll play McKnight at the movies in a few minutes. We didn't do it yesterday. We saved it for today. Today's such a fun show, Friday before the Super Bowl. So we'll do that in a minute. Um, we just want to read you a few more things here for about the developing story. It looks like Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA to take the OC job at Ohio State. Uh, the UCLA coach and Day uh, both hail from New Hampshire. Kelly was a coach on the Wildcats staff when Day played quarterback there. Ryan Day later coached on Kelly's staffs with the Eagles and 49ers. So friends and mentors here, Yerk. Personally and schematically, there may not uh, be a better match. The question is whether it makes sense for Kelly financially. He makes 6.1 annually at UCLA. Ohio State has never paid a coordinator even one-third of that salary. And we don't expect they would go anywhere close to that. Also, Kelly would owe a $1.5 million buyout if he leaves UCLA prior to the 2025 campaign. A sum OSU would surely pay up front as part of a financial package to hire him. So deep ties between the two, and that's why this speculation is running wild. But it's not even just speculation. I mean, at this point, Pete Dammel's as plugged in as anybody. Like his report is, well, he's expected to target Kelly. But as Charlie and Chris said, the, the, those in the know, the college football reporters now are basically saying, yeah, expected to target. But UCLA is aware of this, and it could be official by the end of the day today. Feldman is reporting it, too. So it's so, not just Dammel. Okay. Yeah, so they're these all are like the heavy hitters, it. too. Yeah. That UCLA has been made aware of this. And we just, it sort of struck us as odd initially. And again, I mean, I, I had to be refreshed of their deep ties together. You know, but it struck us as odd that a guy as the head coach oh. at UCLA entering the Big Ten is going to leave to take a coordinator position. How long is Kelly's contract with UCLA? I, I think is it was it another co- three years, guys. Oh, I think he just years. signed an extension. It looks yeah. like the university, oh. yeah. That's that a lot of years. When there's a $1.5 million buyout. That again, you'd figure Ohio State will be settling for him. Yeah, they'd be absolute. They'd be yeah. happy to pay the one point five to get him out of there. To get him out. Just yeah. I wonder what happened out there uh, that he's more than happy uh, to get that. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, you know. It's got to be just a total lack of support. That's what he feels from up top. Maybe. And Waddle was happy that I read what he texted. Oh, here he is because he said the Come BC alums Snot-nose. are the BC alums are upset anyway at the direction of the. Thank you, Tommy. The franchise. Michael, the, the, come on the, in. We want to program. talk to you about this. Well, we got to do McKnight at the Movies, too. But what, you were in your car listening? When I was. Are, I don't think these... I made, I, you have to... O'Brien is, a, is from Massachusetts Okay, and that, as well. right. And he's taking so, that job. I yeah. thought... I was like, well, boy, their coach left to take a D.C. job. Granted, it's in the NFL, it's in but... Halfley, Halfley struggled to get walls painted when he first got there. Come on. In the football building. Is that right? That is true. I know that for a fact. So... And the... the the athletic department, and more importantly, the president of the college, not really interested in getting all the way in the NIL situation. And so I, do you think right. some coaches are just going to grow tired Absolutely. of that? And I like- think, too, I, and Chris probably, I don't know if you guys said this, 
I think that, that Nick Saban had no interest Uh-oh. in re-recruiting his own guys think, year in and year out. I think you're right. Like, I think to he's make like, sure I'm they 70, don't man. go. Like, I, right. I don't need this. Like, I've done everything I've, well, I can do, and like, I don't thing. need it. Here's the other thing. Our guys at EIU lost three guys that want to go play Division One football. Yeah. They don't want to stay at the 1AA level. Right. They lost three of their best players that wanted to go north and dip their toes in with teams. And, and other colleges are looking and go, making a phone call saying, hey, we really think you could play here. Are you surprised a guy would leave UCLA to be a coordinator? I did. I only saw that when I was in Dunkin' Donuts waiting for the, the beverages yeah. that, that Chip Kelly went to Ohio State. That's what video. it sounds like it's going to happen. That yeah. does surprise me. My guess is that's. It's probably not the last time somebody's going to leave uh, a, a somewhat major program yeah. to take over a coordinator job at a much bigger one. DC was interested in him, too. So Were they? Do yeah. we have a feeling it'll be like 16 teams competing for 12 positions in this thing as we move forward? Probably. Right? 16 teams? Yeah. Like the top at, at different conferences will be the ones competing to get in. Yes. And you'll yeah. hardly ever see uh, anything crazy ever again. Again, think about having to re-recruit your own players after every, every season. cycle. That would suck. All right, Tommy. We'll see right, you in an hour for yeah. Crosstalk. Thanks, right, buddy. For the There's Tommy Wilder. There's snot you, nose Tommy. You know what the uh, the analogy there is? And, and I know you guys uh, can't relate to this, uh, but I'm sure Charlie has experienced it. Anyone who's younger, who's out on the dating scene with apps, dating apps, mm. there's always a better option at all times. <laughs> so, like, even if you catch someone's eye, you have a nice time, you go get uh, dinner or whatever, like, there's always a better option. And that's what these coaches have to deal with is that, even if you recruit them in the first place, you got to continue to recruit them to stay where Be- you're at because there's always a better option. There's always because, something else. Because uh, 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 Brian Kelly's sliding into their it's, DMs. It's always there. a swipe away. The there's, a, there's always a guy with financial analyst. Yeah, there's, there's always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, their, uh, as your occupation. Yeah, right. That's awesome. There's Charlie. always something out there. Charlie, it's what wild. Are you, fun creator. Charlie, what do you put on your profile? What is? I had radio producer at ESPN. What do you use like? the four letters? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those I... are those are big four letters. I, hey. I don't think my girlfriend totally knew what they were at the time, but now she does. You <laughs> Take know? advantage, baby. There you go. You know, you capitalize when you can. ESPN, absolutely. Um, all right. If you want to ring us up on this, we'll, I, we'll we'll get back out and take some calls. Uh, 312-332-3776 is the phone number. Talk a little football. Let's play McKnight at the movies. Uh, you guys know the drill. What is the prize today, boys? Do we know? Or the prize today is I... something special. Yes, it is. It's something special. It's always something special. Prize is something special. Abdallah is off today, and I think Adam usually has it in his inbox, what the prize is. I don't uh, Charlie's clicking. Hold we'll on. We'll find it. It's Hold all right. On. It's a prize. It. It's, a, it's a major award. Major award. Fred Gile. Yeah. Uh, so it'll right? be good. Arm, I've gotten the last two. I just want to yeah. notify you You that. got last week's quick. Yeah. Caputo's. Good, good kids. Oh, Caputo's oh. Fresh Market. Oh, Caputo's. Right. There yeah. you go. Where's that at, Carm? Well, there's a bunch of them. The one in Elmwood Park. Beautiful. So uh, we will get you a gift card to Caputo's if you're the winner. There's really a, an amazing amount of glory just in winning McKnight at the movies. We'll play along with you. We do not know the movies. Any, any, like, Super Bowl Sunday thing that we can think of? I don't know. Let's see what uh, Connor has selected. When you know, if you think you know, first correct caller wins at 312-332-3776. Here is part one. Our scene opens as two main characters greet a very tall man wearing a coat. Mood is uneasy. The tall guy has not brought good news. 
As he delivers this news, our main characters, friends, but it's a, it's a new friendship and one of the weird power dynamic, too, are quiet but not for long. The guy getting the bad news reacts by being funny. He can't not be. That's kind of the premise of this movie. His life, as much of it as he has left, is all about nailing the joke and crafting the perfect bit. As we watch him deal with the news, we can't help but chuckle. This seems like it's got to be so obvious. Yeah, it, it, it. it's like punching me in the face, but I don't feel it. Hmm, he doesn't have much time left, Yerk. Right, and he's taking bad news, and he's just kind of walking along with it. Tall man. The and, Twitchers have it. They've got it. He's a tall man, yeah. Carm. Tall man in a coat. Is that what he said? Tall man in a, in a top coat. All right, let's find out about our actors. That's a right. bit on our actors. The guy on the business end of the bad news has made so many movies. Some great, some good, some unforgivably, maybe even purposefully bad. The paychecks have been great. Not bad for a mumbling kid who got his start on TV. His buddy is well-known, more a writer now than an actor, but he and his crew had a huge run in the mid to late 2000s. You probably wouldn't know the third guy. He wouldn't care. He's a nihilist. Also in the movie, oh, yeah. in the scene, get ready, oh, boy. Hector. The drummer from Phantom Planet, Robin Harris, Donnie Azoff, April Lubgate, Tom Haverford, Matthew Brock, Senator Howard Stackhouse, Burke, The Right Reverend, How About Them Cowboys, Mitch, Paul Genslinger, She's Bleeping Matt Damon, that guy from Insomniac, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan, and the actual James Taylor. I I thought I knew it, I don't. I just blew me out of the water. Do you know it? No, what am I missing? I guess here? the same thing you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah, it. With the nihilist. That's not term. it. Yeah. No. What the hell? Shame. I'm ashamed of myself. Today is tough. I'm lost. It is. Well, I, I think for for you for you guys, I think it was going to be tough. I told Charlie yeah. before we started. I go. I, I'm not sure if they'll get. Wait, this. but the but Twitchers I, had it on the first. Oh yeah, they got I, it. I know the two thousands. Got it too. Yeah, I know the two thousands. I know the actor that's turned into a writer. That kind of thing. I, I kind of have that group of guys that were in movies together. Yes. Now I, I just can't pull. It. I think one of the clues where you guys both said I got it threw you guys off. They yeah, totally did. did. Yeah. All right, here we go. Part three. Back to our scene. Our main man, the one dealing with the dark news, continues to riff. He's not afraid of making jokes right to this tall European doc. Pop culture references, general observation, whatever, he's on it. As the lines keep coming, our gargantuan physician is starting to lose his temper. Here he is, going about his day, telling people some disease is going to kill them, and he's slowly turning against his patient. Our second lead chimes in this time with a dig connecting the tall blonde clinician to an affordable furniture company. That ends the salvo. It's a solid movie, not the first dramatic turn for our main, and not the last. He may just well get an Oscar nom at some point, especially if he teams with the Safties again. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm gone. I can't pull it. Ikea, that's the furniture company. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm ashamed, maybe. maybe I've seen, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't get one this one. One of your favorite actors, Carm. Really? Yeah, yes. What is wrong with me? I'm too wrapped up in Super is Bowl it, and Chip Kelly. Is Judd Apatow? Judd Apatow's a writer. He's not an actor. Is Was it? he an actor early? Yerk, in- Yerk's on the right case. Yeah. What in the holy hell? Which means got to be a Paul I, Rudd I'm, somewhere. I'm going to I'm I'm tap out Seth this week. McFarlane. I'm probably ashamed of myself, but... Yerk's on the right case. Yeah, I know it. And the other guy that was uh, the dark-haired guy, I just can't pull it. <laughs> Rick and Schomburg's our winner. Uh, Rick, what is that movie? Come on, man. It's Funny People. I've never seen Funny People. I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Yeah, there you go. That's the one with uh, Adam Sandler? Yeah, I've never seen Correct. it. 
There you go. All right, Rick, congratulations. That makes you me feel are better. the winner. And uh, make sure the guys have your info. They'll send you the gift card. Congrats. I've never seen funny I, people. I will watch it tonight. Really? I will make it a point to watch it tonight just so I can understand what I didn't get. I'll give you guys two thumbs up. You should watch it. It's yeah, good. It's yeah. good? Yeah. Okay. It's not, not great. It's not the greatest movie you'll ever okay. see. It's good. It's, I think this is where he right. met Leslie Mann, Judd Apatow. Okay. All right. Okay. That's why I couldn't get it. I've never but seen it. I, I knew I was in the right area. The, 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 yeah, you, the were, you were close. Yeah, you were close. You were going to get it. I just you were couldn't on it. pull it. I like, so when he said he's made some great, some good, and some so bad, it's almost like it's on purpose. He's talking about Sandler? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's well, a great clue. The Nihilist That's... threw me off. I went to the Big Lebowski Yeah, right you guys both. Yeah. 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 We yeah, went to Nihilist, and I yeah. thought about I mean, Grown Ups that, is a good one. That is so funny that that's how he described Sandler. Some great, some good, some so bad, it has to be on purpose. It, it, knowing Adam Sandler, it might be. Yeah. That is wonderful. All right, back out to your phone calls coming up. Crosstalk in an hour. 312-332-3776 is the number. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Hey, I never uh, played the reveal from McKnight of the Movies. You should probably play it, right? How, how dare I not play the reveal? I agree. It's one thing I noticed with the break. I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't hear the movie. Shame on me. We kept talking about it. Chris sold me on Funny People. I'm going to have to watch it. It's one of those that I just somehow missed and I never, you know, like I never went back and saw it. Right. But it's got Sandler. I like Apatow and the whole you do that a lot with movies. You know how people say that Apatow movies are way too long? Yeah. You will definitely feel it from way this too film. Long. <laughs> but, but I like it. it's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's the reveal. How are you? What's going on? How are we doing? Well, your immune system is in the middle of a very serious battle. The medicine is trying to combat the disease, but in the process, it destroys healthy tissue and disrupts healthy functioning of your organs and multiple lymphatic systems. So you're getting attacked on two levels, and we hope the disease is vanquished before it and the medicine does damage which cannot be contained. Okay. Your accent is very thick. You ever notice your accent makes things sound worse than they... And they actually are. You could give good news and I'd still be like, what happened? Am I I'm still dying? I'm just trying to help you. I know you sound like a regular Joe where you come from, but here I keep thinking you're going to be torturing James Bond later. I'm sure your sense of humor will serve you well in this situation. There he goes again. All so terrifying because it came out of your mouth. You are a very funny man. Are you mad that you died at the end of Die Hard? I don't understand the reference. <laughs> kind of looks like those two guys in the second Matrix movie. <laughs> I assure you I was not in the Matrix. Why did he be on board? What did he do to you? What? If you have no other questions, I do have other patients. You have other patients that you have to frighten by the end of the day? How many patients do you frighten a day? And I'm slowly getting a little bit uh, annoyed by this humorous uh, activities from from you guys so i think you we have discussed this and i'm very very sympathetic to your uh, recovery and i hope we will succeed with what we're doing i've been trying to build this cabinet i bought from you guys for like six months <laughs> i got Ikea, right, that's, that's very funny. that's pretty funny that's pretty good all right there you go there's the reveal by the way they mentioned die hard in there there is a horse running at tampa bay downs tomorrow in the eighth race Named Nakatomi. 
Nakatomi. And when Jim Miller gave out that horse, Mike and I both went, Nakatomi, we got to bet that horse. Not only because Jimmy's telling us, but how do you not bet Nakatomi? So just uh, FYI to everybody, if you like betting horses based on names, Nakatomi. And some of us do. Jimmy Miller picked it as the winner anyway. He, he said to bet it across the board. Five-year-old gelding. Eighth race, Tampa Bay Downs tomorrow. The two-horse is named Nakatomi. Let's say hi to Alex, who is in Fort Myers. He's on ESPN 1000 with Carmen and Yurko. Hello, Alex. Hi, guys. Uh, first time, long time. Normally, I'm at work, so I listen on the app or I listen on the podcast. But, Thank you. Uh, you know, it's just so funny that y'all start talking about college football because I did want to talk about the uh, the Yurko Dome because, I mean, I think that's an incredible idea because, I mean, you know, at the end I'm of the day, what, what happened to the era of billionaires doing stuff cool the community like i mean yeah. you know there's vanderbilt university carnegie hall right you know adler planetarium right uh, you know all these different things but they do, they don't do it anymore now we get to see jeff bezos and his bald head go to space i get nothing from that nothing. What, what do i get out of that i don't elon, get anything out elon of that. musk you know Alex, that's nothing. Awesome. Yeah, exactly but uh when it comes to college football i'm a clemson grad uh for the kids out there stay in school it's way harder to go back once you're working and stuff uh, but I did finish at Clemson, and, uh, you know, family all went there. So, actually, the whole idea that D- Dabo's done full face when it comes to NIL. Oh, he has? Um, you know, him and Shane Beamer are actually uh, helping support legislation to make NIL more accessible and easier to do in South Carolina. But, I mean, I think you just kind of saw the writing on the wall. I guarantee if you ask all the coaches in college football, only the ones working at places like Texas A&M are just – over the moon about, you know, NIL being such a key part. You know, I mean, like, I'm all for guys getting paid, but, you know, I mean, the Caleb Williams, and I'm not coming at him personally, but just the biggest example right now, you know, I I don't care that Caleb Williams got millions of dollars from a private equity firm out in California, you know. In my opinion, it was more like the Todd Gurley's or the Reggie Bush's getting, you know, a few hundred thousand under the table, and they're these big megastars, you know, like, that's wrong to me. Yeah. But anyways, long right. story short, you know, like, I think Yurko, it's a great idea. Somebody in the community needs to step up. I'm with you. People are getting hung up on the cricket. It's not about the cricket. It's about everything being done mm-hmm. at a Megadome in the city of Chicago. That's right. You know, you have a kid's 5K, do it in Chicago at the Yurko Dome. Alex, you have thanks, a cricket buddy. world final, Yurko Dome. Thank you, guys. You, Thank you. I love the work Dome. Yurko Dome. Yurko Dome. I love it. What That's happened to it. billionaires doing philanthropic That's things? That's right. Yurko. And you think, like, what, we didn't even talk about curling. Curling. Not, not curling in the Winter Olympics. We're talking about the curling that's played out in, uh, in Ireland with the stick where they get the ball and they whack it down the That's the thing. polo, isn't it? No, that's not polo. Polo's got horses, kid. Mm. Is it hurling? Hurling. Hurling. Yeah, I think it's hurling. Hurling. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hurling. What about polo at your dome? Would uh, you allow polo? I allow the ponies on the grass. Polo Absolutely. seems dangerous. Am I wrong? To the horses? or no, everybody. To the fans? I, well, no, I would assume... No, the, the people riding the horses. Yeah, the, like the, 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 you got mallets in your hands and you got a ball going. There's, there's rules of play. Like, I mean, there's rules of play for those people that are out there that understand what can and can't be done. You talk about a ridiculous sport, if you could even call it that, polo. I mean, uh, cricket seems silly, but The Yoko Dome would ho- host chess championships. Oh, that's cool. I We'd like host chess. everything. 
What like color chess. turf in the Yurko Dome? Because, you know, like uh, a, a nice gimmick when you're starting up uh, an checkerboard. event place. Checkerboard turf. Checkerboard turf. Okay. What, what colors are they? Red and white. Red and white checkerboard. Red and white checkerboard. Like Purina. Not- Sponsored by Purina. <laughs> so not parquet, but actual checkerboard? Checkerboard. Checkerboard yeah. turf. <laughs> I love that. The Yurko Dome. You met yesterday, he's going off on a thing, Chris. Uh, Chris was going yesterday. <laughs> oh. He wants to turn Comiskey and uh, Not just the <laughs> soccer stadium. <laughs> All Where they I saw that. Cricket. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I want cricket to be cricket, played in sure. there. He Australian rules football. We can, from we Indonesia. Get the that way. We can host the world championships all the time. Yeah, we can finally win and an Olympiad. Yeah, they showed us the renderings. The guys in Oswego, uh, the guys that were at the the Twin Peaks with us yeah. yesterday in Oswego, they're building a cricket facility. I'm like, what? in Oswego, like for what? I said Oswego. Not pickleball. not that far. But not pickleball. Everyone's building pickleball. Everybody's building places. pickleball. They're, they're building a cricket facility. There's a new one in Lincoln Park. Yeah. They're they're going up everywhere. There's going. There's one by me going up. They're spending our money now to put in pickleball. Do you play? No, I'm not a pickleball guy. You, I've seen some stats that cricket is like super popular in in, in Pakistan yeah, and in Europe, in, and in India, India, in Australia. Cricket super not, popular. Not in Bridgeport. Not in Bridgeport. Says they've never tried, Carm. Charlie. I'm looking here. Cricket seems to be popular. <laughs> well, I'm talking about yeah, bringing in people India. here. Charlie, though, I'm talking I mean, about bringing people here, hosting tournaments. Yeah. Being the, the North American capital of international play for cricket. This guy doesn't have vision. I don't need the same people coming to the same place all the time. I need different people coming to Chicago, spreading new, fresh dollars is what I'm looking for. Don't you think as a a little tournament of champions, uh, each show here on the station, that we could do a pickleball tournament? No. Why not? Because I don't think any of us play, so we we would all be on even playing. All right, that's fine. First thing, yeah, Waddles, because he plays tennis. First things first, we're not doing anything until we play them in hockey. And all I'm going to say, yeah, play hockey first, then we'll do that. You'll be surprised. I don't give Sylvie credit a lot. But that little weasel, Sylvie, has got good hand-eye coordination. Yeah, he plays tennis I'm well. telling you, he's got good hand-eye coordination. So though why Waddle is the natural guy, but he doesn't have a lot of weakness there. Whereas for <laughs> me, Should being the tremendous athlete that I am that doesn't have to move on a pickle court... I got him over here to my left that I got to deal with. I don't think there's much movement. That's why people no play idea. pickleball and not tennis. I have no idea. If you if you wanted to move, you would play tennis. I'm not playing pickleball. Pickleball, well, you stand. I, I don't know. I genuinely thought I was giving you like a fun fact with that cricket. No. Who's news to me? Should we play our guy, uh, Skull? Should we play uh, uh, the sound of Skull, the cricket yes. guy? <laughs> Listen, it is cricket. We'll play it coming up maybe next. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to Chris so we can put it in the system. <laughs> the only thing we like about cricket is Skull, the famous, uh, I don't even know how famous he is, the famous cricketer, whatever the hell they're called, uh, from Australia. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Every Friday, baby, it's the call to the post. Caller 50, you're going to win the $150 gift card. You can put it towards... The Twin Spires app, make a little money on the horses. Bet Nakatomi at Tampa Downs, like I said, tomorrow. Jim Miller gave that horse up on the odds couple. We're counting down the days of the Derby. It's the 150th anniversary this May of the Kentucky Derby. York Woodford Reserve, of course, the presenting sponsor. 
the official bourbon of the Derby. And uh, not only do you win by being the 50th caller every Friday between now and the day before the Derby, all winter and spring long, uh, not only do you win the gift card, but you're in the hopper to qualify to win one of the trips with us back down to Kentucky uh, in late May when we go back down to Woodford Reserve. Can't wait for that trip. So definitely want to be listening to uh, try to qualify. All right. Chance to spend time and drink with Carmen. And you. What do you mean? Both of us. Odds uh, couple is ready and waiting now on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you get there. Catch up all weekend long as you prep for the Super Bowl. We talked about the game at length. Jim Miller gave some ponies. We talked to Luke Pergandy. All the usual fun. And if uh, you are needing to listen over the air for whatever reason, if you don't have the app, shame on you. Get the app, but it'll be on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 tomorrow between 1 and 2. Mike North joins us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. He's got the bonus play. He hit it again last week. Let's keep it rolling. Mikey, what's up? What's up, Carb? What's up, Yurko? How you guys doing? Great. Uh, everything is good, my hey, friend. Thinking about betting Nakatomi it's, tomorrow. Exactly. Oh, I love Nakatomi. Are you kidding me? Yes. I mean, of all the landmarks in this country, the one that I seeked out was the one that uh, was in Die Hard, the, the building. building. Oh, you got to go see it. Do you want to go to the White House? No. Do you want to go here? No. Do you want to go uh, maybe to see the, uh, uh, you know, the Smithsonian? No. I, I don't want to go to, uh, I want to go see Nakatomi Plaza, <laughs> for, so God, for God's sake. Next time I'm in but, I'm going to Nakatomi Plaza. I got a shirt. It says I was at the party, 1988, Nakatomi Plaza, so uh, the Christmas party. Um, but you know what? We got bigger fish to fry. We're on fire right now, guys. Uh, and, and, you know, it's amazing that we got a lot of good stuff coming up. There's so much to choose from. Uh, but I thought I'd give one of my, you know, we do a lot of uh, uh, the uh, Super Bowl stuff on Yachts Couple. By the way, I'd like to uh, drive the chuck wagon if I could to uh, to the reserve. Uh, you're going out to Kentucky. Maybe I could ride the chuck wagon. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, okay, and have some fun. But you guys are going to have a good time. And maybe you'll have a good time because you win some money uh, today. We're going to take uh, – we're sticking with uh, the Atlanta Hawks, guys. Right. Uh, both teams right now, the Philadelphia 76ers lost three in a row. But they're playing at home. Uh, the, the, if Embiid's playing, the spread would have been four and a half, five uh, Philadelphia. Instead, it's Atlanta who's lost uh, two in a row. Philadelphia's lost three in a row. Atlanta's favored minus three. Uh, you can get uh, yeah, it, it maybe if you wait, it might go to three and a half. But I'm going to take Atlanta minus the three uh, to start off with. Then I'm taking golf today, guys. Ooh. There's a. Uh, yeah, I'm taking golf today. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the pregame show, which is about two hours, is almost as long as the actual golf when it comes on. I don't understand it on the golf channel. I'm going to take Ben Griffin over Luke List. He starts at about 210. Ben Griffin plus 110. Got it off Nevada, off of Luke, uh, over Luke List. And then I put together the most, uh, I guess, extensive search for the best prop bet, and I came up with Tails. Tails. We're going to have three picks here. We have Penn Griffith plus Blood Ted. We have Tails, and then we have Atlanta to, to end the year, guys, on a, on a good note, minus three. A three-pack. I love it, and I love all the extensive breakdown that goes into Tails. Beautifully done. Uh, Mikey, excellent work. Enjoy the game. We'll talk next Friday. All right, guys. Take care, man. Right, buddy. We'll see, see ya. Ya. There's Mike North. A three-pack on the bonus play. Super I like duper. It. I like it. Adam is in Wheaton with Carmen and your on ESPN 1000. Hello, Adam. Hey guys, happy Super Bowl Sunday to both of you. You too. Uh, my one question back when you were on the Devin Hester talk. Yep. 
with all the records and everything that you guys say in baseball that will never be broken, even when the kicks and everything were before they moved them back or moved them forward, whatever, do you think that Devin Hester's record will never be broken? The punt return record? Like the combined total. Oh, the combined. Oh, because he's got the record for the combined total because all the punt returns. Um, yeah. It's like 20, right? Or 19? No, he's at 20. 20. If you include the Super Bowl return for a touchdown, 20. which I think they okay. do. 20. I think he's right there at Boy, 20. Boy, I'm going to say no, Adam. I would say no to that. Uh, because it's just you're, you're limited in your opportunities. Unless they change the kickoff rule again and they do what the XFL's doing. Man, that's tough. Now it's making me think. Do I reserve the right to change if they – can I change my my opinion if they change the kickoff rule again? Because it seems to be more advantageous if they go with this XFL experiment where there could be more well, kickoff there, yeah, returns there has to be a return. Again. There has to be a return. You know, if there has to be a return, you're going to have guys returning the ball, you know, to three, four times a game. Possibly, I'm going to say no, but I reserve. You know, like fifty to sixty returns a year. If the league does something to increase the likelihood that guys will return kicks again, I'll reserve the right to change. But as of now, I'll say no. His record does not get. These are the guys that have more or as many kickoff returns. Just kickoff returns. Kickoff returns. Cordell Patterson nine. Josh Cribbs, Leon Washington eight. Forgot about Liam Washington. Six, Mel Gray, Dante Hall, Ollie Matson, Gail Sayers, Travis Williams, the aforementioned Travis Williams, who only played in the year how many years? Four. Sixty-seven, eight, nine, boom. Uh, five years five he years. played in the league. Why'd they get rid of him? He couldn't play a position. Right. He could only return kicks and be a special teams guy. So what'd they do for, to him? They caught him. They got rid of him because he couldn't play a position. And every dollar merit mattered back in the day. Now dollars don't matter, so you can do what you want. Michael Bates, Timmy Brown, Percy Harvin, Jacoby Jones, Terrence McGee, Justin Miller, Bobby Mitchell, Alan Rossum, Abe Woodson, and Devin Hester. I've never heard of some of those Oh, okay. And Devin Hester. So don't say the kickoff returns were anything. Okay? He doesn't have the most. Cordell Patterson almost doubles him. Who's Abe Woodson? I don't know. Is that a real? 58 to Abe Wooden Legs Wilson. You remember him. That sounds like my accountant, Abe oh. Woodson. Who, you know, from back in the was, day. There was an actual uh, returner named Wooden Abe Legs, Woodson? and he had a, a fake eye. He was Abe, out there returning kicks. Abe Wooden Legs <laughs> Woodson. Dude, the Shane. Dude, if you watch Shane Gillis' new special on Netflix, his, his bit of I don't even I can't even about George Washington. No, not oh. even that. The the one about I the, know which one you're the, talking the about. The Jackie. All right, now here you go. It's unbelievable. Just so we're here fair. comes oh, what does he call? What does he call the pitcher? He, I can't he's remember like, what he he's calls it. He's a forty-seven-year-old. He's a forty-year-old, seven-year-old alcoholic. They and say the, the fastest man alive. They say, let's see if Jackie can hit his fastball. Now to be fair, Carmen. <laughs> To be fair, punt returns. Devin Hester? He's number one. 14. Yeah, he's number one. Eric Metcalf? 10. 10. Nobody's been clamoring for Eric Metcalf to go to the Hall of Fame. Well, ever. I have. I have. No, but ever. And, but at least Eric uh, Metcalf played a position. Yes. Eric Metcalf was running All back. right, enough busting his balls. Well, no, but I, it's for the idiots that call, though. <laughs> they need to be educated over and over. All right. Paulie's got his picks for the Super Bowl. we got to talk to Paulie coming up. 
Uh, we are going to give you our final thoughts on Super Bowl 58. And we'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie in about 35 minutes. Boys will get you home till 6 today. And they'll, uh, 6.15, they'll cross-talk with Black and Abdallah. And then Chris and Adam will be on at 8. All calls welcome because it's Friday. We're back in two minutes.